0: Who will be behind the microphone for the bulk of the Brewers' games this season? We hope into October. It is radio play-by-play man Jeff Levering. Hey, Jeff.
1: Hey, Greg. Happy off season. <laughs> right, certainly getting a little quicker now.
0: Uh, yeah, we're staying crunch time, I guess. Uh, just, first of all, congratulations to you welcoming in a, a new Levering to the family.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Uh, got it right in before the new year, which is great. December twenty seventh at just about two o'clock in the morning. We. Had a little girl, Logan, and she's doing great. And uh, she's already gained about three pounds already, so she's had a newborn clothes, and she's uh, almost about ready to get her driver's license. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's moving quick, that's for sure. Uh, and
0: it's a nice little benefit on your taxes, too, but I digress. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, and I suppose
0: now it's time to split duty, right? You're focusing on uh, your family, of course, and baseball is starting to ramp up here. But, you know, it's been a pretty quiet off season as we've talked about throughout the off offseason. Uh, I, I feel like the winter meetings... You know, it's sometimes a a ground for deals to be done, but this year, unless you were a middle reliever, you know it was pretty quiet. Now here we stand with several key free agents with a hefty price tag still looking for work.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy to say. and It's not just the Brewers either. It's it's major league baseball as a whole. You saw a handful of trades go down. Of course, the John Carlos Stanton deal was a, a big one for the New York Yankees. Um, that's just one of the, the handful of trades that's gone down so far this off season. But, you know, the big ticket pitching, um, uh, guys, Jake Arietta and you Darvish, they're still out there. A uh, handful of the relievers have gone. Um, Wade Davis has signed with the Colorado Rockies, but Greg Holland is still out there. Uh, it just seems like teams are are not willing to to pay big price tags anymore and you haven't seen any deals for more than four years either uh which is also notable so uh it's not just the brewers it's other teams too and and free agency and there have been a couple articles over the last 48 hours that have come out about the whole uh system kind of being broken and how you can uh, you can avoid this but with the players union as strong as it is I, i don't see how that is going to happen anytime soon, but it has been very quiet. But the good thing is is that the Brewers had such a nice stable of, of guys coming back, and with the good news of Jimmy Nelson being ahead of schedule, um, you might not need to make as many moves, which is a good thing if you're David Stearns and company.
0: Well, and it seems like, you know, weekly you'll see some sort of report saying, oh, the Brewers are still kicking the tires on Jake Arrieta. I, I still feel like that's a little bit. You know, out of the price range here for the Brewers, but I guess it can't hurt that the guy is still available as his agent starts to uh, shop and and you know, maybe positioning the Brewers as a team that could plans. I don't know what it is. Call it posturing. Call it a you know real life example of the Brewers doing their due diligence. But I guess it can't hurt that the guy is still around. Uh, does the asking price only go down at this stage of the game?
1: Well, I think teams are gonna get a little bit uh, I mean, they're gonna get antsy to say the least. If they if you're getting down in the mid-gritty and, and teams are, are reporting to camp and you're less than a month away from teams actually reporting to camp, which is hard to believe in its first place. But you know, for, for my idea, Greg, if you're if you're going down to the to the wire with some of these guys, they might not get multi year deals. It it might be a situation where a guy like Arietta or a guy like you Darvish says, Okay, fine. I'll go sign with the team. It might be 15 million bucks. It might be 20 million bucks, whatever the, the price tag is going to be. But I'm going to sign for one year. I'm going to gamble on myself. Uh, I'm going to see how I do. And if I really pitch well, then it might pay off at the, at the end of the day. But, um, those guys are Jake Arietta. It seems like he's older than he really is, but he's, he's still in the, in the low thirties, still has a pretty good shelf life left. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if those two guys in particular, get themselves um, a couple of one-year contracts if, if they're still unsigned come February 1st. Uh, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, the, teams are, the teams have been notable in the past for being really quick-triggered. Okay, here's my reaction. One guy signs here, bam, I guys to do something else. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if another team kind of pops up. But uh, the fact that the Brewers are, are still in the mix uh, is a good thing. And, and the fact that the Brewers did a really nice job last year and were in playoff hunt until the very last day of the season, uh, people want to come and play for Craig Council and, and this organization. They, they know it's, what they're going to get. And uh, that's, a, that's a very attractive thing for free agents and for people to come and play in Milwaukee.
0: Jeff Levering joining us on Brewers Weekly. We're presented by Miller Lite. February 14th, the Brewers pitchers and catchers report for spring training. Another guy still on the market here, Jeff. Uh, I think it's you a know, player obviously Brewers fans are familiar with. He was looking for a four-year deal reportedly. But, you know, Neil Walker wanted to test the free agent market. Uh, I'm sure he's done a little testing. Uh, the market is somewhat cool I still feel like the Brewers could use a a steady second baseman, more of an everyday guy, and certainly a versatile player in Walker. Do you feel like the chances are pretty decent that he ends up back in a Brewers uniform, or is that
1: far-fetched? I don't know if it's far-fetched, but teams are kicking the tires on Neil. I don't think he's going to get a four-year contract wherever he ends up, whether it's in Milwaukee or somewhere else. Uh, And a lot of things can happen at spring training, too. I mean, you've seen it in the past where – where guys go down in spring training you hate to see injuries but that's when when teams uh really need to act quickly uh not saying that he's not going to be a Uh, a member of an organization before spring training. But uh, he definitely could come back. Now, the Brewers, with arbitration cases, they've got Eric Sogard coming back. He can back up shortstop. He can play second base. Nairnon Perez, super utility guy. Then you just never know what you're going to get from Jonathan VR. You hope it's something where it's in the middle of his awesome 2016, his very subpar 2017. and You hope he kind of gets back to the middle for 2018. But if you've got those three guys kind of mixing and matching at second base, it's not a bad problem to have if you don't have Neil Walker. You've got three guys that can do a pretty, good, a pretty good job for you.
0: Well, and I think it's you're kind of looking to bridge the gap here, right? If you look at the minor league system, the Brewers yeah. are loaded. at The middle infield spots, second base shortstop with Keston Hiera, last year's number one draft pick. You've got Mauricio Dubon. You've got Isan Diaz. I mean, sooner or later, one of these guys is going to break through. You're not looking for you know, a four-year solution today with a veteran second baseman, more than likely you're looking for a, a couple of years of steady play before one of those guys breaks through. That's an ideal world.
1: Yeah, you're right. And that's what the three guys that the Brewers currently have kind of possess. They have that kind of fill-in um, can play multiple positions for you. I mean, you've seen Aaron play everywhere except for catcher. Uh, Jonathan VR even played a little bit of center field last year. So guard plays all over the infield. So very extremely valuable players. Um, and you're right. There's a lot of depth down in the minor leagues, and and even if you look at at third base too, where Travis Shaw is, is entrenched himself, and uh, I guess went down to the Ohio State and Northwestern basketball game last night at All State Arena carpool with brian anderson and BA and sent out a tweet today and said man he looks jacked up because he's been working out all all winter long at the at the ballpark <clears throat> so i mean you've got him at at third base but you got a guy like lucas ursig who's kind of knocking on the door probably being double a this year Um, so does Travis Shaw move back over to first base? Who knows? Those are really good problems to have if you're the Brewers, if you're trying to find places uh, for these guys to play because they're good players.
0: You You mentioned the second base position. There is some talent growing here in the major league or minor league level, I should say, but the Brewers are also pretty loaded with outfielders. And, you know, you look at it from the standpoint of guys who are ready to play, major league ready outfielders. The Brewers are loaded. Do they start the season with all of these guys who are major league ready?
1: Well, major league ready is a great phrase because, I mean, if you said that, you'd have six outfielders pretty much. And I don't know if you've got enough bench spaces for all those guys. You know, you've got a combination of Broxton, Santana, Phillips brinson braun that's five so you're five outfielders uh you could potentially have all five guys there but you want those younger guys the the phillips and brinson to get every day at bats down in the minor leagues that would be the hope unless they just come out game busters and spring training and they prove that okay center field or, or utility outfield spot is going to be my spot uh and they've they've earned the right to be in the big leagues um you know, you want those guys to get every day at bats because just sitting on the bench and, and getting four at bats a week is not going to be helpful for those guys. They need to they need to have consistent A at the big league level. You know what they can do defensively. Uh it's just a matter of getting out there and, and showing what you can do offensively. I think Brett Phillips did that the last six weeks of the season. Uh, you were able to see that the great defense as always. And you got a little left handed bat to help you out too.
0: David Stearns has been remarkably patient, I feel like, and I'm still waiting for the move that doesn't work out, right? It seems like everything he has done has worked out. He'll trade one player, he'll get multiple back, those players will show promise and so on and so forth, and certainly he's got a plan here. What What do you think needs to happen before spring training begins, or at least before the regular season begins, to help fortify the roster?
1: Well, he said it a couple of – uh might have been a week ago um, – the Brewers need to have at least eight or nine potential starters um, at their disposal uh, to come up and help. There's no team these days. It's very rare you go through five, through five, rotation pieces for an entire season you got to have guys that can step up and make a couple of starts for you so they've got to get some more depth before jimmy nelson comes back and you never know what's going to happen with his uh, rehab process so you got to have a couple of more arms that can help you out so maybe one or two more signings maybe a veteran guy out there go trade for somebody um but i think they need to add a couple of more starters uh the bullpen i think is is in really good shape people seem to think that there's there's more work to do, but when you've got Jeremy Jeffress coming off of what he did with the Brewers last couple of months, he was very good. Corey Knebel was an awesome year. Um, Josh Hader, who's been terrific. Jacob Barnes, who's shown flashes. And, and, you know, don't quote me on this, but since we're on a radio show, I guess you can quote me on this. Um, the fact that Adrian Hauser is coming off of his Tommy John surgery, he was awesome, in the Arizona Fall League, I would not be surprised to see Adrian Hauser come out of that Brewers' bullpen and be a factor at some point come maybe May or June of this year, if not a little bit sooner.
0: Hader stays in the bullpen, right? I think the loss of Anthony Swarzak kind of kind of positioned Hater as a guy who would stay in the pen. That's how I looked at it.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And, and, it's, and I've said this since last year, too. It's how many games can he affect? positively for your team. If he's a starter, he can only affect about 33 games. If he's out of the bullpen, he could affect 65, 75 games, 80 at the most. So he's got an opportunity to, to affect half of your baseball games. I think that's a, that's a way that you want to go with Josh Hader.
0: You know, and I look at the pen here, Jeff, and I see multiple guys with closing experience, which I like. You lost Wurzak, you lost Jared Hughes, who was kind of a sneaky, good performer last year. But I don't think mm-hmm. you're in bad shape with the pen when I look at the starting rotation it it, to me I mean Jimmy Nelson is such a wild card here because you're not sure when he's going to get back Craig Council will call it the out getting staff versus starters and relievers but is it possible that you, you end up having those bullpen kind of days earlier in the season versus the end of last season because of you know how you had to piece things together does does Craig dip into that at all during April and May until Nelson gets back
1: I think you might and and it makes sense especially early in the season when when pitchers are trying to get their arm strength up and and ramp up from a from a long offseason you got to those guys are limited anyway to begin the season you're you're not having guys go out there and throw complete games start number 1 I mean it just doesn't happen um so you could you could cobble together some bullpen games early I think first maybe month of the season until the month of May if you really needed to um you know Brent Suter and Brandon Woodruff are certainly candidates to do uh, that kind of work, Yoli's chess scene, I think is, he's going to be a nice addition to this team and, and he plays well, especially in those early months and in, in the central division where you're playing outside and it's cold. Guys are not going to want to hit that sinker down and in if you're a right-handed hitter. I tell you that much. So I, I think that, I think the Brewers are, have a really good opportunity to, if they needed to cobble some, some starts together with bullpen days, uh, they could do it and just because they're trying to ramp up. Um, the strength of the pitcher's arms early in the season.
0: Final thing for you, Jeff. I'm going to put your feet to the fire on this one. Who is the Brewers' leadoff hitter on opening day?
1: <laughs> Whoever's going to get on base. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what they're going to do. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if they put Eric Thames in there on opening day. You yeah. saw Craig Council do that a couple of times last year. Uh, I, I would not be shocked if, if Eric Thames is the leadoff, man.
0: Well, a lot of things need to play out, and of course uh, you've got a long spring training for that to happen. Jeff, uh, always great to check in. We'll see you at the On Deck event coming up at the end of the month, and uh, congrats once again.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Greg.